there, everybody. Welcome back to the Gamerpreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Bradford Carlson. Today, I have a very special guest with us. I have Robert Gonzalez. Hey there, Robert. How's it going? I'm doing well. How are you doing? It's a beautiful sunny day in Las Vegas. How about yourself? Uh, it's a pretty nice day uh, here in Northwest Indiana as well. Okay, very nice. So, uh, Robert, let's just go ahead and roll right into this. Why don't you begin by telling us a little bit about yourself? Um, well, my name is Robert. I grew up most of my life here in Northwest Indiana near the Chicago area. Um, let's see, uh, after high school, uh, went to high school around here. After that, joined the military, did some time in the military, I moved around quite a bit. Uh, last place here in Indiana I lived was in Indianapolis last couple of years and kind of just recently moved back to, you know, the homestead area. Fantastic. Well, thank you for your service. We do appreciate it. Now, I start every interview with a single question. I'm going to ask you just like I ask everybody else, all right? So don't feel like you're special with this one. Um, but on a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being high, how weird are you, Robert? <laughs> I was thinking about this question. Um, you know, I think I would maybe put myself around like a solid 7 or so. There, uh, I kind of dove into a lot of different, you know, geekeries and like fandoms. And, you know, I, I'm sure just inherently being in the military, that's also skewed my humor a little bit. So, you know, I'm not too uh, ashamed of myself, to, you know, in situations to be funny or odd. Um, so, yeah, I'm probably a little bit up there considering other people. I love it. Like my best friend is a Marine. So like I understand the sense of humor. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that, I was actually in the Marines. So. All right. Okay, so this is the Gamerpreneur, so I need your gaming cred. When did you first start playing video games? The earliest game that I can remember playing is um, probably Ski Free, that old, like, DOS uh, Microsoft game that was just, like, you skiing down a mountain, like, the, um, the Abominable Snowman. The Yeti. Like, yeah, he gets you every yeah, time. Yeah, the There's Yeti. no escaping him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the Yeti was getting you. So the, that's probably my earliest experience that I can remember gaming. And then from there on, as far as like my first console, probably the Super Nintendo with like Super Mario Brothers. And then from there, continuing on to Nintendo 64. And then as far as consoles, I mainly stayed within like PlayStation. So PS1 to the PS4 currently. Uh, in high school, I built my first gaming PC. And then I think two years ago is a, uh, when I last built my current gaming PC. Beautiful. Okay, so what do you play today then? Say again? What do you play today then? Today, um, right now, I'm kind of heavy into the Destiny game, so Destiny 2. Um, actually, my roommate has a Nintendo Switch, and we've been logging quite a few hours in Animal Crossing, which was like <laughs> a little bit different than like my regular games that I would normally play. At first, I was like, ah, you know, this kind of seems like a kid game. I don't really see the point of it um but he made me a character and i probably have put in around like 200 hours into it since you know that game has like a, a the civilization kind of effect like you gotta like just, just keep just one more thing i gotta do just like one more just one more thing <laughs> yeah yeah i think that's what kind of got me stuck into it and then we bought it right when the quarantine started so there was like that two week two week period where we were all just at home and there was kind of no point in really like not staying up late to continuing on to play and yeah, I got, I got pretty hooked and I, I like designing things. So once I got to the parts where I can like customize, um, you know, clothing and things like that, then I started really getting heavy into it. 
Right on. Okay, so Desert Island Scenario. You get one game the rest of your life. You have power cable and ethernet cord. What game okay. is it? Ooh. Let's see. Uh, is this game multiplayer or is it a game? Well, you got I'm... an ethernet cable, so like, if you want a buddy on the island with you, you know, you can curse him, sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know what? I've really been liking the online Destiny platform so i guess i would say that if like you know if i can be online and be with people then yeah something that's multiplayer like that um if it's single player you know ooh, that's kind of a, that's a tough question there are a lot of things to do okay probably the, uh, maybe uh, i would go i maybe cheat cheat the answer and go with like a box set like uh like bioshock I love it. That works. <laughs> sure thing. Okay, so Robert, uh, let's go move over to the preneur parts. Like, what is it you do for a living? Uh, right now, I'm an HVAC technician, so I do residential and some commercial installations for air conditioners, furnaces, ductwork, electrical work, and then basically anything that kind of would be encompassed within that field. So, you know, light elect uh, electrical work, plumbing, some carpentry, things of that nature. Right on. How did you get into that? Uh, actually, one of the Marines that I was in my unit with, he was an HVAC technician before he got in. And then when he got out, he just kind of got back into it. And then when I moved back to Indiana, I was kind of looking for something to do. And he introduced me to his company and I've been doing it ever since. Very cool. You knew a guy on the inside. Yeah, yeah, basically. <laughs> I was right. familiar with it. Uh, I was partly a heavy equipment operator, which would be within like an engineer uh, unit. And, you know, we had things like Gen Max or there was, a, you know, there was HVAC equipment to be fixed. So I wasn't completely lost on it. Okay. So, like, what is your day-to-day -day like then? Because, like, my goal for the show is to show gamers out there there are other options. Like, you don't have to just be a gamer. Like, you can do whatever you want. If this is appealing, I want someone to be like, how do I do this? So how do they okay. do it, Robert? Uh, as far as my day-to-day, -day, like, in, in Yeah, work? your day-to-day. Uh, you know, I get up around probably like 5.30. I actually, I drive into Illinois for work. So I probably get up a little bit earlier than other people would have to um, just for the commute. So get into work. And then the way our system is kind of set up is we're partnered up. One person heads to the resident's home and then I will pick up the equipment. You know, they'll get things ready, set up for us to work, rip out, start ripping out the old equipment. And then I pick up the new equipment from our shop and then any materials that we may need and then join him and then you know throughout the day we start pulling everything out putting in the new system and then do everything um that we need to do to get it done in a day typically anything any full system we'll get it done in a day um you know so that's absolutely everything furnace air conditioner all the wiring ductwork um and that's with testing everything you know make sure the air conditionings are good and then regardless of the season, we always test the furnace just so, you know, people aren't surprised come like fall or winter time just because we didn't turn it on and didn't realize that we didn't connect one wire on the, on the board or something like that. Um, and then, you know, from there on, make sure we clean up, get all the paperwork done and head out for the day. Very cool. So you deal with a lot of people then. What would you yeah. say is like your most interesting experience so far? Oh, interesting experience. Um, you know, there are different kind of spectrums of interesting that I could get into. Uh, there are, you know, houses where they're like multi-million dollar houses where this one person, I really liked their home because they had a section off part of the house where 
the meat was a like marble sterile uh, spiral staircase and the ceiling of that spiral staircase was just a um a giant stained glass depiction of like the solar system and i thought that was like the coolest thing ever uh and then you know on the other end i've been in like what you would consider a hoarder house where literally like all you can walk through is like paths that they have like built up to get to things um, so yeah, it's a, it's a spectrum of housing for sure that I see, and there's a lot of interest, interesting, interesting people. All right. So where do you uh, intend to go in this career? Is it something you're looking to do long-term or is it something that, uh, you're hoping to move up in or what? It's something that I like, um, just because it's, you know, a pretty decent, uh, combination of being physically and technically demanding, uh, you know, obviously with the physical part, moving furnaces and air conditioners and, uh, you know, that definitely comes into play when the equipment is in a furnace or in an attic or in a crawl space. Um, and then, you know, you also have the technical part with, you know, doing things with uh, the circuit boards or, you know, connecting the network for um, control. Like my company is actually partnered up, with, partnered up with Nest. So we pretty much have the whole array of Nest products. So, you know, getting that all set up or once you get into more higher end communicating systems, things of that nature. Um, so for the time being, I like actually doing the field work. And then, you know, in the future, I'd probably like to move on to becoming like a field manager where you're in the office, you know, doing more of the corporate side uh, as far as like scheduling and dealing with people, but also still being able to go out and do hands-on stuff just because I'm very much a hands-on person. So doing something that's strictly office isn't exactly kind of my goal, but, you know, eventually, you know, when I get too tired to be in the field. Okay. So again, like my, my goal is to, if this is something that interests somebody, um, I'd like them to be able to follow in your footsteps. So what kinds of skills do you say you have that make you good at your job? Um, let's see. So probably like a basic understanding of, you know, how to use tools, which that seems like kind of a basic answer, but you know, there are a lot of people who uh, start in who like really don't know how to handle, how to use tools. You know, uh, it's basic stuff, you know, like screwdrivers, drills, things like that. But you know, if you're not comfortable around tools, it's something that you'll definitely need to learn how to be comfortable around. Um, things that I kind of like, you know, being physically active, it's a, uh, it's, it can be a strain, uh, a straining job, especially during, you know, extreme heats and extreme uh, colds of the winter. So, you know, being a little bit more active, I think definitely helps with this job. Okay. And then, um, surprisingly enough, you know, people skills, cause you're in people's houses every day, different people, you deal with a wide array of personalities and beliefs. So, you know, you just have to be able to navigate, um, tactfully through situations. And, you know, it's also, even though you don't really think about it at the end of the day, it kind of comes down to customer service at a point, just because, you know, even though I'm there for, you know, the actual, the equipment, I might have to on the back end deal with, you know, things that they may have issues with in terms of like pricing or uh, contracts, warranties, things like that. So, you know, things that are really kind of out of my hand, but I need to be able to speak to them in a calm manner to, you know, at least help them get the answers they need or explain why things are a certain way. Absolutely. Okay. So I know you were kind of, you know, showing the back door into this business, but how does somebody get a position like this? 
Uh, you know, a lot of colleges offer like programs to uh, do like technical school for it. Um, that I think is a little bit more on the like technician side where you would be going to do repairs versus new installations, which is like more what I do. I don't typically have to do like much diagnostic work besides, you know, things that are going to be found within like a new system, which is typically like a small error that's like my fault or, you know, something of that nature. Um, if you want to actually get into like installs, it's usually best just to like find a company and try to just get on board as an, as an apprentice. Um, just because the best way to learn, honestly, is going to be doing it in the field. A lot of times what will happen is we'll, you know, within our two man group, we'll get a third who's an apprentice and he just follows one person around. He learns like the basics. You, you It's kind of staged on what you do as an installer. Like typically a new person just works on the outside unit, does basic things like installing the thermostat, low voltage wiring, things of that nature. Um, it's, it's really hands-on. A lot of times if you try to go to a school and then become a field installer, there's like a disparity in what you learn in school and like what actually happens in the field and like how things are done. So if you want to do like the technical part where like you're diagnosing and fixing things, then you like the schooling would be the way to go. But if you actually want to do the installation, like the heavy work, it's best to just like find a company and become an apprentice. Fantastic. All right. How's the pay? Uh, pretty decent. I would say, um, for me as an installer, I've been doing it for like five years. I'm around like the 90, 100 K area. When I very first started as a helper, I think I was, uh, just depending on what company, what kind of companies you go with, just because some do hourly and some work by performance. So, you know, obviously people know how hourly pay work, but then performance would be, um, you get paid by the equipment. If you install an a furnace, you know, you get paid that much. And then between you and your lead, you know, you split whatever the difference is. For me, it's like we work 50, 50, cause we have pretty much the same, the same skill level, but someone knew, you know, it might be like 60, 30 or one company I worked for, it was like 75, 30 or 75, 25. And then the company put in like five or 10% to kind of bring it up. Uh, so, but starting out, I was probably doing like, I was probably at like 15 an hour, which was a kind of step up from the best buy I was working at where it was, I think $9 an hour. So that's, yeah. No, but like you said, like 90 K that's, that's more than I made when I was an attorney. Like that's oh, insane. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, yeah. There's not too many people in the, in this field either that are like young that are my age. Um, the last like three companies I worked for, I've always been the youngest person. And I think, oh, I'm, so I'm 27. And um, the company I work for now, there's one other person that's 27. And then everyone else is probably in their later 30s and 40s. So honestly, like if you can get in when you're younger, it's a lot better. Right on. Okay. So um, if you can go back in time to when you first started, because I mean, you've obviously had to have learned a lot over the years here. You can go back and give yourself some advice. You're like, here's everything that's going to happen over the next several years. But here's the one thing you need to know. What would you say? Uh, to not be afraid to ask questions because there are a lot more instances where I wasn't sure and either kind of presented a half solution or uh, did it wrong where, you know, if I just taken the time 
to bother, you know, the person I was working with and ask them a simple question, it would have gone a lot smoother. Uh, that being said, there are situations where it is kind of better to mess up uh, just because those, you know, those are going to stick with you uh, in the long run. So sometimes you gotta, you kind of have to be not afraid to let yourself mess up, but also not afraid to ask questions. So take chances, but ask questions too. I love it. So that transitions perfectly into my next set of questions. You see, I believe that we learn more from our failures than our successes. Like when you, you fail, when you screw up, like you got to pick yourself up, dust yourself off and like, okay, what did I do wrong? So I can fix it next time. So I want to ask you, what is the biggest failure you've had and what did you learn from it? Um, let's see, as far as in HVAC. And if you want to talk about another part of your life that works too, like what, what happened that you learned from? Oh, uh, Okay. Uh, this one's kind of, all right, this one's a funnier story. This one's, uh, actually something from the Marines. Uh, probably my biggest mistake was not following an order completely to the T. Uh, there was a situation where I was uh, in Afghanistan and at the time I was a heavy equipment operator. So I was operating a armored uh, front loader for like 16 hours. You know, it's the desert and it's really hot. And, you know, typically you're supposed to be wearing all of your protective uh, equipment at all times, which at the time would have been like a t-shirt, a frog shirt, which is a fire resistant shirt, um, jacket and a flak jacket. But you know, after, yeah. So you're, you're wearing all that and you're also in a, like a 20,000 pound armored vehicle and you know, you get hot and you kind of figure, well, you know, if something gets through this armored vehicle, what's this fire resistant shirt really going to do for me? <laughs> and uh, so I kind of decided to, you know, rip off my flag jacket, take everything off down to like just my t-shirt and I throw the flag jacket back on just cause whatever. Um, well, the officer that was like in charge of that operation didn't like that at all. So I got in pretty big trouble with it. And what's interesting about the military is that a lot of times, at least like in the field, they'll kind of give you the option to like take a punitive action or, a like paperwork action which you know if it's on your paperwork it's on your record forever or you know you can take this uh, little punishment and kind of just deal with it well, I didn't want any paperwork so I just took you know the punishment and for the rest of I think like the three days I had to wear like every single piece of armor that I had so like knee pads flag jacket Kevlar rifle gloves I I pro like to sleep, to sleep in, to eat in, to go to the bathroom. And then he made me uh, clean a tank, a uh, tank uh, with a, well, not tank, a bulldozer with a screwdriver, <laughs> like a single <laughs> screwdriver. And it took me like the rest of the two days to like scrape all the dirt and stuff off of the, off of the bulldozer. I, I think tank, cause to me it was a tank cause it was, it's like completely armored. But, yeah. Well, I'm going to say you probably learned your lesson on that one, huh? Yeah. So I learned my lesson to be selective about uh, the things you choose to ignore. <laughs> like in any other given situation or maybe something that was less important, I probably could have gotten away with not listening. Um, but, you know, I, I really should have that time. Right. Okay. So kind of more today, uh, what is something you're not very good at? Let's see. Um... I think probably personally for me, I'm not really good at um, having people be kind of over watchful. Um, I, I guess I don't like hoverers. 
So um, when people are like, kind of like, just like sit down and like watch me and uh, it's, it's more like when people like watch you, but like, just like kind of, you know, cross arm and like not say anything. If people like are having a conversation with me at least, or like ask questions, then that's fine. I, I don't like it when people will kind of just like stare me down. <laughs> So, uh, so I'll get kind of annoyed and I'll start like playing music loud on my phone or just like, I'll stop working until they bother me or until they stop bothering me or what I deem bothering me. So probably I could be better at just accepting people being around. Um, I guess the viewpoint I should probably see is that, you know, it's their house. So they have every right to kind of just sit there. But, uh, I guess to me, I was like, I, I'd feel better for like, you know, just go ahead and put a camera on me. Like, and then like, you can watch me from another room. I just don't like being, I don't like people being in my personal space. All right. Especially now actually, uh, you know, with everything going around, because there are a lot of people who, uh, you know, there's some people who, res who will respectfully at least like wear a mask and like keep some sort of social distance. Um, but there are others who, you know, no mask completely like trying to be like around me and like uh, close, like as they talk. You know, I wear a mask and I do everything I can to be safe when I'm in someone else's house. So I guess uh, I would feel better if they kind of had like the same amount of respect towards that. Absolutely. All right. Here's a different one. What is something you're working to improve on in yourself today? Myself today? Um, let's see. I would say maybe uh, accountability with no audience. So, you know, kind of being able to have the constitution to do things that I know I'm supposed to be doing without like the reward of like someone knowing that I'm doing it. It's um, an eternal struggle, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, um, probably more so uh, that I'm like seeing is like with like fitness, just cause you know, I tend to try to keep in shape with the gym clothes. It's kind of hard to do anything extracurricular besides like, you know, going on a run. But then, you know, I get bored with doing that or I don't want to be on a trail with other people. Uh, so that and probably eating like this, <laughs> this whole staying at home and like just like getting like takeout ordered in and stuff like that. It's kind of threw me off. All right. Um, I got a question. You, you obviously have a gaming chair behind you. Do you like stream as well? Uh, I don't stream. Um, I just kind of like having my gaming uh, paraphernalia. Um no, I've kind of, like, thought about it, but, like, I'm not that good of a gamer. Uh, so, you know, I don't know if it'd be worth it for anyone to watch me struggle through a game. All right, right on. Okay, though, Robert, this has been fantastic. Uh, if anybody wants to reach out to you and, you know, connect with you, how do they find you on social media? Um, let's see. The only thing really I'm heavy on with social media is Instagram. And I guess that would be RJ Gonzo under slash 182. Um, but yeah, that's, uh, that's pretty much me. Fantastic. All right, Robert, is there anything else you want to talk about or anything I didn't ask you think we still need to cover? Um, let's see. It's kind of going over the questions or maybe the questions that I actually like wrote down answers for. Um, oh, something I'm excited for. Uh, there's supposed to be a new Bioshock game in, uh, in the works, so I'd be really I'm looking forward to that. I hadn't uh, heard that. When yeah. did they announce that? Uh, I think 2000, uh, like February of last year, they announced that they were working on it. Um, and then just something that I'm excited for, um, heavier like consumable 
uh, implementation of uh, VR technologies. Um, the Half-Life Alex, I haven't gotten that yet, but my PC is VR ready, so I'm looking to get a good VR headset to play that. And just overall, I'm, I'm excited for more like, um, you know, full body. I, I know I've seen at a couple conventions where they have like the full body uh, suits where you actually will feel uh, either pressure or like impact from like gunshots and things like that. So I'm, I'm excited for that to become more consumer um, available. All right. Like, you know, Ready Player One's not too far off in the future, is yeah. it? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's like definitely like, future uh hopes and wishes but you know whatever we can get within my lifetime i'm fine with absolutely all right robert gonzalez thank you so much for coming on today we genuinely do appreciate it yeah thank you for having me all right and on that note i'm going to remind everybody else don't be just a gamer be a gamerpreneur